0: as high producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. Well,
1: welcome everybody. My name is Michael Helix I'm with Club Wealth. Uh, coaching and consulting. As you guys know, we are a real estate coaching and consulting company. We're super excited today. Oh my gosh, we already got Mike Novak, Brian Curtis, Dave uh, Woodson are all on here. We got, oh, holy cow, people are logging on like crazy. Denise is on. Uh, so anyway, I appreciate you guys joining us and we do Club Wealth TV as a service to you guys. This is where we, uh, uh, we interview really awesome people in the industry. Usually it's high producing real estate agents. Occasionally, it's just plain geniuses like David Tall. And so today we thought, well, heck, you know, what? we're just going to do a genius show and we're going to bring David Tall in. And uh, for those of you that don't know, David owns a company called Agentology, uh, which, you know, for, if you guys don't know what Agentology is, it's a massive company. Now, David, is, is it public information what the rounds that you guys have recently raised are? Not, not totally
2: public, no, but.
1: <laughs> okay, David, we won't share that. But but is, can, may I say that it's in the millions of dollars that people have like and multi, like tens of millions of dollars that people have invested into this company, uh, and you guys have like a hundred and fifty or more people making phone calls all day long every day. Uh, so Agentology is a pretty freaking big deal, and David's the guy behind it. He is the guy that owns the company, that runs the company, that understands everything there is to know about what they do. Uh, and so we're not here to do a webinar for Agentology Day, but we are here to do is we're going to be talking to David. About the lessons he's learned and why agentology, you know, so agentology helps agents by making phone calls, right? It's it's essentially an ISA company. They do follow-up calls for agents. They do prospecting, all this kind of stuff. So, But the key here is that he understands how to take a lead from inception to conversion at at a level that's well beyond what 99.99% of the real estate agents out there understand. So we're going to be picking his brain to learn about that. But I also want to pick David's brain about how do you grow a massive business like you have? I mean, that's that's some out-of-the-box thinking. i got to think you didn't wake up one morning and say, I'm going to grow the biggest uh, ISA company in the industry. I'm just going to do that just because I feel like it. Or Every maybe boy's
2: dream. dream. Every boy's Every dream.
1: Boy's dream. <laughs> exactly. So that being said, David, welcome to Club Wealth TV. And before we uh, we go to your uh, where, where you get to kind of introduce yourself, Brian Curtis. Tell uh is, is with us today. Brian's my co-host. Brian is a rock star. This guy is one of the smartest, if not the smartest guy in the industry. I freaking love Brian uh, and always appreciate your insight. So Brian, I'm, and you have used agentology and know agentology really well. So I'm really looking forward to hearing you really kind of dive deep on stuff I know you know about David and about his company. So uh, that being said, uh, Mike Novak, actually, I'm going to share this comment. And by the way, for those of you that have questions or comments, type them into the Facebook feed. Uh, And we're sharing this in multiple places, but definitely type your comments into our Facebook feed and, uh, and we'll get to them as fast as we can. But Mike makes a very good point. He says, David has one of the biggest data sets of how people respond. Very true. So he has more data coming in than any of us do uh, and can analyze that data. So what Mike wants to know is what is changing beyond just the push over to, to text or SMS? What has what changed? What's changed? Yeah, What is what is what are the major changes happening besides just pushing more toward SMS?
2: Yeah, sure. And, and first and foremost, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be here. You know, as you know, we work with a lot of great, uh, you know, club wealthiers, um, wealthians, I don't know what you call them. And, and Mike, um, good to, good to uh, connect with you It's give my best to Rachel. Um, and, and it's awesome everything you guys are doing uh, to build your business. Um, you guys are a real inspiration. And I love following everything you guys are doing. Um, but w- one of the biggest things that I think is really changing is the notion that you have to you have to create authentic connections. I think you, you made this a part of the title of, of this you know episode. But but really, it's about conversations. Conversations are the new lead. You know, just texting people by itself. It, texting is just a tool, but it's not the it it it's it's a means to an end. Um, it is a way to get into a conversation. And so when people just use a lot of autoresponders and things like that. I think it can dilute the authenticity that agents are really providing um, consumers and what consumers are really craving from an agent, from an advisor. And so we we use text as a means to get on a call. So I'll just give you some examples. Um, We're always A-B testing, you know, what's working best? How are we getting into real conversations with leads? We judge ourselves based on how many authentic conversations can we generate from these leads for agents on their behalf. and so back in the day, um, we, we would start off, um, we were actually text text only, okay? Um, then we realized text is great, millennials especially prefer to text far over even a call, definitely far over email, um, but even millennials and others, a lot of the times they, they prefer a call, you know, it, it's an easier way to transfer information quickly, have a have a real human conversation. Figure out who that person really is, what they're, is they're looking for, and you get more information faster in a call. And we can live transfer that over to an agent, which accomplishes our ultimate goal, which is you know warm handoffs um, of qualified, motivated buyers and sellers to these agents that we partnered with. Um, then, so so then we went all calling. Then we then we did a hybrid. This is one of the things that we're always doing is we're testing every lead that we manage is making us smarter and better at what we do because we're learning from it. As Mike said, we have a lot of data on this and we're data driven. Um, I believe, and, and so now what we do, what we're currently doing that's working the best is because we were trying to call right away, but people don't like to answer the call from numbers they don't know. I know, I know we some of us don't like to answer the phone from numbers we do know. Um, but <laughs> we initiate now with, an, with a text almost immediately when the lead is submitted, we will send a text saying, hey, you know, this is David on behalf of the, you know, Mike Novak team. Um, saw you were interested in this property. I'm going to give you a quick call in a minute um, or let me know if you prefer to text. Now that puts two things into motion. One is they understand that this is not a bot, right? Because we're saying we're going to call you in a minute. So they, they already take that out of their mind. They don't view it as an autoresponder. Um, secondly if they prefer to text they actually text us back and say actually text is better and now we're communicating in, in their method of choice however if they don't text us back we will call them um, within a minute or two of that text and they actually pick up the phone at a far higher rate because we, they anticipate it guess what if they don't answer the call we do a double dial and I think um, I spoke about this at, at a Club Ultimate but I know you, you've talked this before Michael and, and it's a really valuable tool to double dial. Just to quickly explain it for those who may not know, when you call and someone doesn't answer, don't leave a voicemail, just wait a minute, call back again. The curiosity factor, it's in this part of the brain, I think, or this part, I don't know, it's in the brain. Is it the um, brain? <laughs> you're, super curious, you're super curious who's calling you again, and, and you tend to pick up. So with this, with this combination, here, here's a stat, with this combination, we're able to get a hold of over half of the leads within five minutes. Not just that we're engaging them within five minutes. We actually are jumping into conversations that quickly with these leads through that combination, and it's extremely effective. And if they don't respond to any of those, of course, we have our follow-up, and you know, uh, within a week, we're launching our long-term nurture, which will actually nurture unresponsive leads for six months. So we all know the fortunes and the follow-up we're building that into what we're doing so that it's not just making our 10 or 13 attempts over the first five days but carrying it much longer period
1: novak is saying he's, he's yeah, you spot on he says and by the way for those of you that don't know mike novak uh, is killing it in uh, up in marysville in everett washington uh he's one of our newest club wealth clients uh he's been a club wealth client now for just over a year it's his second year second full year of selling real estate and absolutely crushing it. His team is off the charts. Uh, that said, Mike says, yeah, we're seeing the same thing. Text to schedule a convenient time to talk and a human conversation versus a put, a scripted, pushy sales position. Spot on, David. And I would like to echo that because here's the problem. Like old school, is always be closing, right? A, B, C. And that's what people always did. It's always be closing, always be closing. And that's the old school. And I don't want to call Mike Ferry out because I love Mike. He's a great guy and uh, was my first coach, you know, several decades ago uh won't go there but uh a long time ago and i will tell you that that helped me in the in the 90s right it was great in the 90s but this isn't the 90s anymore right we're in 2018 as brian likes to remind me and uh, constantly and the reality is in 2018 guess what when you are talking with someone you've got to do the gary Vaynerchuk, not the f-bombs mind you but you've got to do the value, 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 then go for the close, right? It's jab, 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 right hook. And uh, what I'm hearing, David, is that you're doing exactly that, that you're going the extra mile to bring lots of value. You're going the extra mile to be authentic, have a real conversation, be human. Um, and then you're you're scheduling that convenient time to talk for them, is that right?
2: That, that's right. Um, you know, we, we're trying to make the warmest connections that we can. We represent ourselves as a member of the team. Um, and so and, and so that's an important you know thing to note we're not pretending to be you right? we're, we're a member of your team That that's to make you look better and, and that you have a team and that you have systems and that you are quick to respond and that you have a team around you that's going to help service all their clients and their listing and um, and so it also we find that um, whether you do this with, with a company like ours and, or others or, or with your own in-house ISA um, it, it's important to note that People tend to lower their guard when it's not the agent they're speaking to immediately, because there's a sense that people have of I'm going to be sold right away. It's kind of like when you go into a car dealership and a guy comes up and you just know, like I, I don't want, I actually don't want to, uh, you know, make the same uh, uh, association. It's different, um, but it, there's something to it. If you walked into a Nordstrom and some guy just walks up and tries to sell you pants right away, you kind of have a guard up. Um, if someone just welcomes you and says. Hey, welcome to Nordstrom. Um, you know, how you doing? What, what are you coming in today for? What event do you have? Maybe I can guide you to the right section. All of a sudden they give you so much more information. Oh, I'm going to a wedding and it's in this place, and so I want it to be light and not too heavy. You know, that's kind of the same thing. We, we serve that purpose so that when that person is guided to the suit section, the guy selling the armani it, suit is teed up and ready to go, and that person's warmed up and doesn't, you know, doesn't feel he's been sold. And I think that is a big distinction between the leads of back in the day and the leads of today, the internet leads. You know, I, I, I saw firsthand that shift. I, I was an agent, then I was a broker for a decade. And I saw firsthand, speaking of the 90s, um, I saw firsthand. Um, I know I, I just look good, but I've been in the biz for a while. I just I moisturize. Moisturize every day, a lot of sunscreen. And 18 plastic surgeries. <laughs> Nineteen. Awesome. Uh, but anyways, um, I saw firsthand the shift back in the day. You know, I used to do floor time. That's how I got all my business, right? And I think how a lot of people floor, floor time. You don't even hear that anymore. Uh, but I used to have. I used to. I, I chose the office that had the most walking traffic, and I would do floor time. Um, people would walk in between nine and five. No one ever walked in at eleven p.m. Never, not once, not not, not legally. Um, And and they would come in. They give you their real name. You shook the hand. You you made an instant connection. There's a a face-to-face made already, and there's some loyalty that's built when you meet somebody and you kind of hit it off. Nowadays, all those home shoppers have gone online, right? With the dissemination of information, it's empowered consumers to do so much more on their own. So the rise of Zillow and Realtor.com and Trulia and all these, and Facebook giving you know sending traffic now, Um, it's a good thing, but it's a shift and. I think the biggest thing that agents can learn is you have to treat those differently. They're not, they're not leads, they're potential leads, these internet leads. You can't call them the same thing as a lead that used to walk into your office. What we're trying to do is to bridge that gap and what agents should be doing on their own is to bridge that gap. It's, it's, you know, back in the day, everything was all tech. I, I mean, all human, all human, human, inefficient. Everything moved to all tech, all tech, inauthentic you got to bridge the two. You've got to leverage technology to create authentic connections. It's about the human connection, but you can leverage technology. Just don't let it replace you.
1: Leverage it. See, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. I'm sorry, Brian, you were going to say something, but I, I, I want to touch on that too, because I think you're freaking hitting the nail on the head. Everybody thinks, and I, I hate this. I get calls like this all the time. People are like, oh, I need to get systems. I need to get automation and blah, 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 blah. And they think that this is going to replace them having to get off their freaking lazy butt and work. It's like, look, dude, that is an augmentation of what you do. That helps you be more efficient what you do. But you gotta freaking get off your butt to make a buck. You gotta make a freaking phone call once in a while. You gotta connect with people. And connecting with people does not mean I'm gonna just plain text message with you and you're gonna all of a sudden send me your money. That's just not how it works. So, Brian, go ahead.
0: Yeah, and my point was kind of similar is that I've said for probably the last five years that we need to stop trying to use technology. To re- replace relationships, but use technology to create relationships, and yeah. and I think that's exactly what your company is doing, David. You're you're not just uh, you know you're not a bot. You're not just bam 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 hoping that somehow we're going to get some information. But ultimately, you're you're functioning in an inside sales role, and I love that idea. And you know, there's a big demand out there, obviously, for a product similar to yours. And as you create more and more with the long-term nurture, I think that 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 helps significantly um but let let me just ask you a quick question because i think this is something that a lot of people who are trying to do their own calls you know and again um i use david's product it's a great product if for whatever reason you choose not to um, you know at least train yourself and your team to do this so you know i've said for years and this was a mistake that the number one objective of every phone call was to make an appointment and we've switched that so you know when you train a, a new sales associate, because that's basically what you have, what's your, what are you training them for as far as, you know, what's, your, what's their goal or what's their idea? Or where are you getting them to have their mindset before they pick up that phone uh, for the first time?
2: It's, all, it's on our wall. Create human connections. Um, that's, that's what it's all about. That leads to everything else. Now that's not all we do, but that's, that's, that's the heart of it. That's the soul of of what agents should be doing on these calls with internet leads or or their ISA should be doing. Create a connection. These leads don't know what you even look like. Um, they don't know what you sound like. They don't know much about you. Most of them fill out a form somewhere about a specific property, not specifically seeking you out. Um, and the, the biggest thing you can do is, is, is to, um, Reference what it is they're first inquiring about. Hey, I say you're interested in this property, right? Speak to what they came to you about. If they came to you for X, start with X, right? Start with X, create a human, converse, a human connection that, that speaks to you, that's empathetic, that can have a little humor. You know, we train our, our, we, we train our people to, to, like, humanize the conversation. Um, make a joke if you think of one that's relevant. Um, Thank them for their service if they say they're in the military, anything like that. Show that you care and and not just show it, really care. Um, uh, Another thing that we really say a lot at at, at what we do is our company is is caring at scale. How do you do that? How do you care at scale? Um, I think that is the most fundamental value that not just an ISA, but an agent provides. A lot of the information, guys, Let's be honest, is available now to consumers as far as property specific information, schools. You got to admit, some of them are coming to you saying, I researched this, show me this. You're not doing so much of that anymore yourself. Um, And they know the school districts better than you do sometimes. Um, And why? Because they've been doing research on their own for four months before they've been contacted somebody. Um, And that's happening more and more, especially with millennials. They're doing much more of that on their own. Um, What is the value we provide? Showing that we care and look out for them. You know, one of the things that I found the most success with as an agent back in the day was um, back in the 70s was um, I would tell people what not to buy. You know, some of my customers would say, um, you know, I really like this home. Let's make an offer. Right. Because they got excited about something. And I would actually say to them, you know, I, I, I really care about you and your family and I can help you make an offer for this. But I'll be honest with you, I, I think we can get a better deal. And by the way, I think if we just hold out, we'll get a unit around the side that will have the ocean view. Um, and I know you love you know, boarding, and, and I think we should hold off on it. I think that will appreciate more value. I would push people sometimes away from making an offer that was in my self-interest to get done and, and over with. The, the reason I bring up that point is people felt that I cared. People felt that I really cared because I did, because I actually did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... and That led to more referrals than any advertising in the world that you do. Because those people know you care. They recommend you to people. When someone's going to put their, you know, back on the line for you, their neck on the line for you, they're going to do it when they know that you got their back and and that you care. And and so that's something we try to impart. We do a lot of empathy training, a day in the life of an agent training, things like that with our team. Um, And that's what I would encourage every agent to, to do. It's very easy for agents to get in the zone the you know, dial for dollar zone and, and they should be doing all of this, but you, you get robotic and systematic and you almost forget that there's a real human on the other side, not just a cash machine. And I think it's really important to, to recognize before any call an agent makes at any moment to, to that you're, you're calling a human being that doesn't have to use you. Um, nowadays technically doesn't have to use anyone. And, you know, um, The way you win is by caring, period. The way you win is by showing you care the most.
0: So I want to go a little bit deeper on that, if you don't mind. So one of the things that I talked, it was funny, I had a conversation with an agent the other day, and she was going for the close, going for the close, going for the close. And I said, stop, build some rapport. And, and And I talked to her about some ways to do that, but... I'd like to hear what you guys are doing to think about building rapport, to create that connection. Um, you know, what, are, if I'm sitting in front of you, I'm a brand new agent or a brand new inside sales associate. What, what do you tell me to do to, to do those things? Cause great, it's a great concept, build rapport or have a connection, but then what do you mean? How do I do that? I guess I'm asking you to nuts and bolts it a little bit. I'll give you, I'll give you a couple examples. Um, I
2: mean, the most important thing is you got to get face to face. You have to bring the online, offline, period. Um, again, we're leveraging tech, we're leveraging lead gen sites, we're leveraging ISA services. All of it is to bring them from the online, offline, because our consumers went from offline to online. we got to bring them back somehow. Absolutely. Um, and you, know, you guys know all the stats, but 72% of buyers and sellers will work with the first agent they meet with face-to-face, not just meet with, but face-to-face. It's all about face-to-face. Um, that's when we try to set up appointments. That's why when we live transfer, part of what our client success advisors do with, with our agents is we train them to use those to set up a, a coffee, a lunch, an invite to an open house, anything where they can create a face-to-face connection. That is when they meet you, Brian, or you, Michael, any agent. right? Um, that is when you create that connection that used to be made back in the day. Um, once, once they like you and you, you know, you look eye to eye, there's something about that science. I don't know what it is, but there's a a relativity made, a connection made. Um, when other agents start bombarding them with whatever over the next six months, they're going to ignore them. They already have their guy or their girl. They, They have that connection made. They don't, they don't crave, they don't feel that they're just getting marketed by a ton of people anymore. They feel that they got their person. Now, the most important thing is you have to continue to provide value. It's not just about, well, I made the connection, I invited them to lunch, or I had a phone call, and for sure they'll call me in six months when they're ready to pull the trigger. We <laughs> right? had, so had a really happened. great conversation. We talked about horses, and I'm in. Well, it's, a, it's a horseshoe in. Um, so, thanks, Michael. You caught that one. Um, <laughs> but um, um, it you have to provide continuous value. So one, one, one method, and this is something Tr- I learned from Tristan, who's super successful, um, is he, especially with people who aren't really ready to meet or who don't kind of want to be bothered too much you know, along the way, a lot of people kind of want to be left alone until they're literally ready to go and look at a home, is he says to them, hey, I know, I, know, I know you might be early. I just want to make sure I'm providing value to you. How about I send you a list of open houses that you can just go and see on your own? this weekend or next weekend. Let me know any weekends you want to go. No pressure. I don't, I won't even go with you. I'll just send you a list of them. The amount of goodwill, I mean, it just makes me smile just to think of it. The amount of, because no one does this. Why? Because they're afraid. They're afraid that that leads going to meet that agent and go along their own married way. It is not true. They will value you so much more in that you gave value with nothing in return expected. That is the, that is the kind of fundamentals of, of creating a real connection, a friendship, not just a a client, potential, you know, like that, that is a real connection and and trust. You're building trust when you do that. That person is going to come back to you and say, I like that home. Will you help me negotiate it? I want you to have my back. Um, And not only that, it's actually a way for you to keep in touch and to keep sending them value um, without just saying, are you ready now? Are you ready now? Are you ready now? Right? So...
1: That, that's that's my advice. That's huge. You know, I love the uh, the thing that you're saying that Tristan's doing with the open houses. I think that's huge. A uh, couple of things that stuck out for me here that I want to touch on, and then I've got a couple of questions from the audience that I want to I want to hit as well. Um, but first of all, I love that you're doing the day in the life of an agent training with your ISAs. I think that's huge, and I think that uh, the lesson that I want everybody that's watching to take from that is the importance that of making sure that everybody on your team understands what it's like to be everybody else on your team because if they don't understand that it's hard for them to empathize it's hard for them to set things up properly for that other person to succeed in their role and what they do is they start creating a situation a perfect example is agents and administrative staff right agents are constantly doing things that irritate administrative staff and administrative staff are constantly doing things that irritate agents so how do you fix that everybody's got to understand what everybody else does And so to share with them a day in the life or to even literally have them shadow that person once or twice, just so they understand what that person goes through is a game changer on a team. And it really, and not just on a team, but in your instance, you know, you might have an ISA that's working with a solo agent. It's still a game changer for them to understand that because when they're teeing up these relationships, they understand what the agent's going to do next. They understand what the agent needs that person to be prepared for so that they can have the greatest success with that person when they meet them. So huge, huge. And you know, something I'll just
2: add to that is, um, I I hear people say all the time, Oh, um, you know, we need an ISA or a service because agents are lazy and they just don't call the leads. I, I, I disagree entirely. Um, and it makes me cringe because I was an agent. I was one of the, you know, I was a broker. Um, it is it's the opposite. Agents are freaking freaking. <laughs> the hard- ah, thank you for watching that <laughs> The fudging, hardest working people on the planet. I'm not even doing that. Zoom just overlaid it. It has a Helixon. That's uh, awesome. It's got a Helixon filter now. I love it. Well <laughs> oh, yeah, see, it just says fudge when I say it. Um, anyways, agents are the hardest working people. I mean they are working. <laughs> I remember I was on my honeymoon in Hawaii. And I had to pull the call over because I was negotiating a short sale and Bank of America wanted to cancel. I mean, you're just working nonstop. It does not matter. Seven days a week. I'm jealous. I was jealous of my friends who would clock out at five and they literally had nothing to do till nine the next morning. Like they didn't have to even log in or anything. Agents are 24 seven. The difference that's changed is it's unrealistic for agents to be slaves to their phones 24 seven, especially if they have a busy business. It is just one of those things that, that makes sense to have a team member or outsource, have an have a, have a model, just like any business, just like any big you know lender or company has a team of in-house ISAs that, that handle inbound leads, and then they send them over to their salespeople when they're ready. This is the same way uh, an, an agency or an agent should be running their business when they have that kind of volume. If you got five leads a month, it's different, but if you're doing volume, um, it just makes sense, and it's unrealistic, especially – Nowadays, and we have all the data on this and you can download it in the air report, but um, that that we give every quarter, but 63% of leads come in after hours and on weekends. So it it is just agents, make sure you give yourself a life, simplify your life, be happy again. I know so many agents, the successful ones are so stressed out all the time because they're doing so much. Um, I think I heard Greg Schwartz say they're like octopuses. Um, they're doing a million things at once, and the, the truth is, you don't. You don't have to. Um, you could actually have better results by outsourcing. You, you will. You will have. It's not that you have to give up more money to 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 have someone else help you. On the contrary, you give up this amount of money to give you this amount of money in results, and it's a win.
1: That's how a business grows. I like where you're going with that because here's the thing. I'm with you, man. I don't. I think that. For for an agent to be married to their phone or married to their business is horrible, right? We've got we our core value in our core in uh, Club Wealth is no success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. And so you know when you're on vacation or when you're supposed to be by the pool, Mike Novak, I know you're watching, and I know your coach is watching too. I hear I saw that uh, Damon mentioned, aren't you supposed to be by the pool, bro? Uh, so that being said, when you're supposed to be by the pool, be by the pool, enjoy the time by the pool, right? And, uh, and when you're supposed to be working, enjoy that time working and really do what you're best at that when it comes to the ISA model in general, whether you're outsourcing it to a third party, like an agentology or whether you're hiring uh, people, uh, in house. And by the way, somebody just logged into my Facebook account and hopefully that didn't boot us out of here. Okay. Hold on. There we go. Uh, so somebody on my team needs to not log in as me. They need to log in as them. But anyway, that being said. Um, it's really really important that that we that we focus on those things that we need to focus on and as we're using ISAs we need to make sure that we are not substituting our efforts for the uh, the ISA right so one of the things that Brian's done really well and I know others as well is the, the lead comes in and it'll round and round right so they'll they'll give everybody a shot to get it and the first person to get it gets it if nobody gets that lead in the first 50 seconds or whatever it is, whatever that period of time is, 30 seconds, whatever, then the ISA has a chance to get it. If the ISA grabs it first, we charge the agents for that, right? So if the ISA, if the agent then wants that lead, cool, you can have that lead, but it's going to cost you 10%. And what this does is it incentivizes the agent to not get, we'll call it lazy, right? And I, and I understand what you're saying. You don't want to call them a lazy agent. But the reality is, if we, we have to get on these leads right now. We have to get our speed to lead to like 20 seconds. If we're over 20 seconds, speed to lead, we're losing. Uh, And so it's very, very important that the agents continue to make calls as well as having the ISAs make calls. Unless the agent just says, you know what, I'm willing to pay extra for that. At which point they still need to be making their follow up and nurture calls, which is something else I know that we're going to be talking about here. So why don't you guys talk about that for a minute? Let's say we've built that relationship, uh, but they're not ready to do anything yet. They wanna wait six months, 12 months, whatever. Talk to us about nurturing these leads. Well, I,
2: I think it's really important to understand leads in, ter- in, ter- in terms of time frame, Because internet leads, if you think about it, there's all different kinds. If someone fills out a form on Zillow or realtor.com, it's higher intent. They, they searched out information. When you flash something on Facebook or Google in front of them, they weren't necessarily looking to do anything they were just you caught their eye with your flashy ad mm-hmm. and or michael's beautiful face and, and they click on it and they go "Ooh, i want more of that um and and but most of those tend to be farther out um it's just it's just logical um and if you ignore them as ah well they're just not interested now and whatever i'm not gonna waste my time you are missing out on an incredible pipeline that you could be building the agents who are the most successful are the ones who continue to nurture those relationships for, for years, if need be. We get success stories from agents who say, um, this lead that qualified for us a year ago is finally getting ready to do something. And, and it, nothing we did after the initial, frankly, I, I give the credit to the, to the team, that, but they continue to create value and keep in touch and, and notify them of new listings or new developments and things like that to add value. Um, to check in on them, to send them happy birthday texts or I hope you have a good holiday text. Just with nothing expected in return. It's just about showing that you're there and that you care. Um, and so, I think it's really important. So many agents just write off people who are farther than three to six months away. They just write them off. They're, you're thinking too narrowly, and you're going to get left behind if if you don't change that perspective. Because more and more leads are going to these you know Facebook type you know driven traffic sites that have a longer time frame, and even Zillow and these companies are reaching out and advertising earlier on to these people. <coughs> so <coughs> in fact, I, I heard, a, and I don't, I don't have a real stat for this, but someone told me, and I know it's close to this, but that, you know, Facebook now uh, um, is generating uh, almost as many, if not more leads than all of Zillow. And Facebook's just been in it for ages, and, and Facebook has just been in this for a couple years, guys. Zillow's had a decade or so um, or more, and, you know, that's their entire focus. And Zillow, Mark Zuckerberg just goes, this would be cool, and there you go. So that is where, where where are people all day long, where are people all day long, you know, they're on Facebook. Um, So more and more of the traffic is going to move to Facebook. Uh, Facebook has created an entire real estate division to to help um, with this industry. We've spoken to some people there, and that is not going anywhere. They're going deeper and deeper um, in that that regard. So you have to understand that more and more of these internet leads are going to have a longer time frame before they buy or sell, and you're going to have to adapt to that. Um, Companies and your ISA can help you do that. But create create the systems if you don't have that already. Create your own system, your own follow-up drip to yourself, not to the eight, not to the lead, to yourself that reminds you to reach out. Not that just auto-responds and, and just sends them kind of junk all the time. Are you ready? Are you ready? But instead create a follow-up system that reminds you to check in once a month. You know, if they're three to six months out, you should be reaching out just once a month. If they're a year out, reach out every six to eight weeks. You know, if they're three weeks out, reach out every two weeks, because a lot of times they'll move quicker once they see an opportunity.
1: Yeah. And you're so true. You know, you're you so right about the, the need for long-term nurture. And I think that's a place that most people miss this. You know, it's funny when I was literally listing 50 to 75 houses a month, not counting REO, not counting my team. That's just me. I was doing it working 12 days a month. And the only thing I did there, there's two things I did. During my day, during that period of time, one was I would go on six to eight listing appointments a day. That was it. That's all I did. And then the other thing I would do in between those listing appointments, driving down the road in the car, if somebody didn't show up, what I would do while I was sitting there waiting for them to show up, guess what I did? I made follow up for calls for my car and I did it. I did 115 to 125 follow up calls per day. That was my deal, and that, re- that resulted in all those appointments. Now, that being said, I had great lead generation systems working for me to bring those leads in to begin with, but what I figured out at a young age was, look, the, the, the fortune really is in the follow-up, right? The lead generation on that, that's fine. That's all great, and it's important. It's a very important piece, but if you don't follow up, you're missing out, and if you follow up tenaciously over a very long period of time, if I followed up with you, David or Brian, for, you know, three, six, nine, 12 months, guess what? Nobody else is following up with you still. I'm the only guy left. Who are you going to do business with? I could be a complete schmuck. It doesn't matter because I'm the guy in front of you. I'm the person you remember. I'm the one whose name comes to mind, whether I'm good or not. It doesn't matter at that point. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't be good at what you do. But what I am saying is really great long-term nurture and follow-up can make up for lack of skill. It really, truly can. It can make up for lack of sales ability. It can make up for a lot of things simply because you're, you're pleasantly persistent over a long period of time.
2: I'll I'll speak to an example there. My my wife has a Lexus. I I don't, I don't, I don't have a car because I walk to work. I have a very downtown urban lifestyle, but we need a car for our kids. My wife has a Lexus. The lease is coming up for renewal in a few months, but six months ago, uh, the rep that, that gave us that kind of leased us the car three plus years ago um, reached back out and, and she said, hey, I know your lease is coming up and, and you're probably going to want to wait for the 2019 models, right? She wasn't even trying to sell me the 2018 stuff six months ago with an early upgrade and, you know, things like that. She assumed I wanted something better. And, and so I dropped my guard because I knew those cars weren't coming out yet. And she, why is she reaching out? Like, that's awesome. And she's like, but I just kind of want to know what colors you might want so that as soon as they come in, because they, they tend to trickle in uh, to a few dealerships at a time, I just want to make sure we put you in one before everybody else or that you have the opportunity to look at it. I thought that was phenomenal. I, I learned from that and I'm training my own team about this experience because um, first of all, I was considering other brands. I love Lexus, but I was also considering other brands. Um, honestly, there's, there's literally a closer dealership to me now than that than that location, but because she's been so good with me and, and kind of humble and offering value. And then she contacted me recently and said, hey, one of the white ones came in that you wanted, if you want to come and look at it, if you want to come and look at it, not like come now, there's a hundred dollars rebate if you do it by the end of this weekend, nothing like that, right? Just, I'm going farther, I'm literally going farther to a farther location. I know Lexus all sells the same stuff, but I'm going because of human connection. Because of the human connection, guys. That's what it's about. I'm going to go to her for it. Um, and I'm not well, going to it. It's
0: hard, but I'm going to get more miles this time because I went over. But you, you get the point. Yeah. So, David, what I hear you talking about is the law of reciprocity. Mm-hmm. And... Basically, when we give stuff to people and and this is not the exact reason to do this, guys, I'm not saying be nice so that people will be nice to you. But, but whether you like it or not, when you offer somebody a value, a incentive, a just, you know, a great conversation, they feel the need to give it back. And that's an actual law. It's how our brains work. And, you know, it's amazing how many people are always what's in it for me, what's in it for me, what's in it for me, what's in it for me. It for me? And here's the thing. We all know what's in it for us. We get, we get to go out and sell a house and get paid commission. That's relatively simple. Guess what? The consumer knows that too. And they have an opportunity today to work with so many different agents. You know, I tell agents all the time, if you are going to call someone and you make a connection with them, please assume they've talked to five other agents. And that's a good assumption because the reality is, is it's and that may be a low end assumption. I don't even know. But the reality is, is that if you, what are you doing to be different? Well, I didn't call and say, you got to come buy Alexis today. I said, Hey, by the way, if, if there's anything I can do for you, I'm happy to help out by the way, these new colors are coming in. You know, should I notify you when a white one comes in it's it's a conversation and it's like, huh, you know, I could do that. You know, you know, can I, can I notify you if anything goes, goes for sale in your neighborhood? Just, I just, Send you an email, let you know, or, you know, hey, just check it in. And fortune in the follow-up, I know it's an overused thing that we say all the time, but ultimately at the end of the day, as I see the market turning a little bit, that's the people who are going to stay in it. The people who realize that the Realtor.com lead comes in, you call them and say, great, and I'll go show you the house and I write a contract that day. There's less and less of that happening now at the end of 2018. Maybe it'll pick up in 2019. I don't know. But I do know what I can do is go back and nurture and nurture and nurture. And when I'm doing that… That's a, that's a forever. That works in every single market that works in hot markets, it works in seller markets, in buyer markets, in slow markets. Having relationships 100% of the time works.
2: One thing I'd like to say is um, nurture, the word nurture, if you think about it, it's, 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 it's a maternal, it's showing the care and, and love. And a lot of people think of nurturing as um, just follow-up. It's kind of the same thing to most agents. Nurture and follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. Um, if people replace nurture in their mind with value, no, it, it, you don't have to nurture leads You have to just keep showing value to it. The, the nurture, the, the, the fortune is in the value, right? Like, it has to, there's something that has to change in the mindset because people see this work instead of as giving. The law of giving, as you said, that's how nurturing should be looked at as giving, not as following up only as giving. So. You know, you, you have a family that, that's growing, that's kind of waiting um, to buy until the summer comes and whatever, and, you know, sending them reports on the nearest schools. Oh, guess what? This new school just got this new ranking or just started doing Spanish immersion classes or whatever the case may be. Think outside the box of the home itself. Think outside. What, people are not just buying a home. They're buying a life and a lifestyle somewhere. You know, they choose to live there because of everything around it, not only because of the house. If they were only moving because of the house, they would move to the, the place where they could get the biggest house for the least amount of money anywhere in the country or the world. It, they're moving to a location because they want to be a part of that community. And so when you, when you understand that and you can provide value by, by, by showing that you are an expert and that you care about that community, that's how you win people over. And then they trust you for the house they want to buy in that community. Even I I used to tell people, because I was a, I don't know if you guys know about Rubio's, Rubio's Baja Fish Grill. I'm a big fan. Um, Anyways, I used to tell people, because they used to know that I love Rubio's, I would tell them when new Rubio's were opening up near them.
1: It worked. (laughs) All right, so I want to back up just a step. So obviously, you know, the, the nurturing is massive. It's a big deal. How, what you say when you contact that person is obviously a very big deal. What I would suggest is if you have nothing else to say, right? The worst thing you can do is say, "So, are you ready to buy yet?" <laughs> like, I mean, that just that's so self-serving, right? So, don't say that. But what you should, you know, if you can't think of anything else, you know, like the, you know, hey, should I call you when a house with a red door comes up, or you know, what I don't know, whatever you're going to do, at least say this. This is my follow-up script that I used forever, and it works really well, and it changes the conversation from you being a sleazy salesperson to you being a servant who cares. And here's what the script is. It's very simply. I just want to make sure I'm not dropping the ball on my end, right? It's super sincere. It's super easy, right? You just want to make sure you're not dropping the ball on your end. You want to make sure you're taking care of these people and they get that. They value that. And their response is almost always the exact same response. Here's what they say. They say, Oh no, no, no. It's not you. It's me. Right. It's like that girl in high school. Right. Like, seriously, they literally have Brian's like, I can't believe he just said that. But the reality is, it really is just like that. And all of a sudden, now you've invoked the law of reciprocity. Right. Because they start to say things like, oh, I feel so bad. I haven't called you. I meant to call you. Blah, 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 blah. And you now have done them a favor instead of trying to just get them to work with you in some way.
2: One thing I'd like to add to, and I think it's extremely powerful, is. Understanding their why, you know, and, and so we we one of the questions we ask is like why like why are you looking to move why are you looking to sell what is your what is your why um, in that regard and that's a roundabout way of also asking when they're ready and all this stuff because it, it packages everything in you know oh we're having we're going to have a baby we're getting married. Um, we want to move closer to my parents, whatever the case may be, when you go a little deeper into their why, um, people really open up and they start to think, um, differently about, about the whole process. It becomes more of a mission now instead of, uh, should I do this? Should I not? When it, it changes the perception of their minds to like why they're doing it? What is the purpose? What is the mission for it? Um, and, and we find a lot of success with that.
0: <clears throat> Question for you david I, I make an analogy all the time that i feel like a lot of salespeople, and i'll use a sports analogy they they show up on the football field and they're ready to play football and they're on the 50 yard line they don't have their pads on they don't have their helmets on they don't have their spikes on and they're gonna they're gonna get crushed and i feel like a lot of salespeople show up that way they they okay i'm gonna make phone calls or i'm gonna talk to somebody what kind of stuff do you guys do to get people ready because you know even though I'm sure your people love working at what they do, being on the phone can kick your butt. I mean, anyone who's ever done it, you know, so what kind of stuff are you guys doing pregame, or or is for lack of a better way to put it?
2: Well, if you ever come and visit our office, you'll see that we have and I welcome you to in, in San Diego. Uh, we're all under one roof, which is really helpful because we feel like a team and we are a team. Um, we we. We share success stories company wide, and so we're constantly fueling ourselves with positivity and positive stories that that shape people's businesses and, and consumers' lives. Um, the types of connections we make, a funny story someone you know mentioned or talked about, you know, we, we, we will share some of that internally just to have a little banter and and, and to humanize it all. Um, we, we also have a different type of a culture. Everyone always says this when they come in. They say, this feels like a, like a Google office or something. It doesn't feel like a call center in any way. And that's because it's, calling is just part of what we do. We do so much more than that. We have, we have client success advisors. We have a ton of engineers. You know, we, we have all these people um, that are supporting everything that we do and all under one roof and understanding the role in it all and how important it is. We, we share how important what we do is. Um, that's our why, right. To simplify the lives of agents, to help the consumer experience, um, to empower agents and give them leverage. And so when they hear stories from our best customers our best partner agents saying, wow, like you live transferred that lead to me and I'm already taking the listing tomorrow. This is amazing. I was at my kid's birthday party. I would have never taken it. Like you, and these are real stories and we have thousands of them, you know, um, like that literally, that's what, we, that's what we do it for. That is what we do it for. Um, so that that parent can, can continue to enjoy his kid's birthday party, as cheesy as that sounds. We've heard stories of people saying they were literally at Disneyland. Like, you know, it, like, they're, they're having fun, they're living their life, and they were losing opportunities. Now, now they don't lose any of them. They have someone to be their quarterback that, 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 that takes that off their plate, that takes that burden off, sets them up with an appointment as soon as they're back in town, it, you know, when it works for them and the consumer's fine with that. The consumer already got treated really professionally right away and got all the information. They don't expect the agent then to call them within 30 seconds of that. It's not, that's not how it works.
1: <laughs> so we're, we're running out of time here. And so there's something I want to get at that's on this line. And so, and, you know, we talked about the ISA position in general, right? And, and and I know Mike Novak, you'll especially appreciate this. Uh, the ISA position in a real estate team, if you're holding an in-house is, arguably the, and I don't even know if it's arguable, but it's the toughest position to fill and keep filled, right? There's a lot of turnover in this position. Why? Because it's hard to Brian's point. It's hard to sit there and make calls all day, every day. That's a very challenging thing to do. So the two questions I have for you is one, what are you doing to retain these guys? And two, what are you doing to recruit and hire them? Uh, Because I've got to assume you guys have turnover like everybody else, but I want to know what you're doing to combat that. Yeah, we, we have really low
2: turnover uh, for a few reasons. One, we, we pay we pay well. Um, two, we show a lot of appreciation. The, uh, the, our concierges are the heroes of the company. Um, and and, that, and that, is, that, is, that is who they are. They are working hard um, and always with a smile. Um, and, and they are the backbone of everything. Everyone else is here to support their efforts. Um, all, the, all the funding, all the back end, all the engineering, everything is there, marketing to support them. And and I think they, they, they understand their importance to the organization. And I think, you know, a part of making people stay is showing them their value and their importance and appreciation for what they do for you. Um, We, you know, we're in San Diego, um, which is not the cheapest place to do something like this, but we choose to do it there because we, we, we have the best quality. We could outsource this to the Philippines and make a bigger margin but we choose quality over, over margin. Like we, we, we know the rest will work itself out if the quality is there if, because that's a fundamental value. We have to care the most. We're tasked with caring the most. And, and, and if we didn't do that that, that, that doesn't speak to our value. And so we would never outsource this to the Philippines ever. Um, I'd rather do something else. Um, but that, that's one of the things we do. And, of course, there's other incentives and perks and bonuses based on their performance we have a really fun atmosphere, health benefits for everyone. Um, we pay for the parking and all that, a lot of perks and snacks and lunches. Um, but, but honestly, that stuff is, is this compared to the
1: uh, appreciation element.
2: That's what it's all about.
1: Interesting. All right. So we're down. To, and, I, and I like that. I, I agree that, you know, to really retain people, you've got to develop a culture that's much more than money, right? People, they, it's not that they're, it's, it's not that they're not going to be attracted to a particular company because of money. But attracting but the, the company is this much of the equation, right? Keeping them, retention is far more important than recruiting, right? So if it, it, go ahead. One last thing I forgot to mention is, yeah.
2: is speaking to that is we also give people a career path. So people don't stay a concierge forever. They start off texting only. Then they upgrade to being texting and calling. Then there's different tiers based on different kind of levels. Um, they, then they can move into management. And QA, you know, all of our conversations are quality controlled. And so we have people escalate up once they've been concierges and team leaders and managers. Then they start uh, uh, met, literally reading all the conversations um, that, our, that our reps are having to, to, for quality control and to give feedback. And then they become trainers. Um, so everyone has upward mobility.
1: Uh, and that's really important as well. It's funny because we talk about that with in terms of real estate teams as well, right? Because a lot of people will bring them on, they'll start them off as an ISA, then they make them a showing assistant, or uh, and then they can become a buyer's agent, and then they can become a whatever. You know, Maybe it's a squad leader, maybe it's a listing agent, maybe it's a listing team squad leader. There, there's, there's a whole career path for these guys, and the teams that are most successful have that career path for them. But here's the key. Regardless, I mean, the career path's really important. The, the, the other thing that's really, really important is that culture when they're sitting there working in your team. All right, that being said, we have literally got one minute left and we've got to end. So we're going to go to final thoughts. So we'll go, uh, David, you first, then Brian, and then I'll wrap it up. Final thoughts. Um, conversations are the new lead. Look at
2: every lead as an opportunity to strike a conversation, to create authenticity, and to create a human connection, and to get face-to-face as quickly as you can with that
0: love it all right ryan yeah and i'm gonna just kind of echo what david said connection 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 so stop going for the uh stop going for the kill three seconds into the phone call um it, you know it's a conversation not an interrogation is one of the things that we're we're really trying <laughs> to work on on our team we we wonder why we've been on the phone for for seven seconds and they won't give us their social security number, their bank accounts and everything we've ever, you know, every every intimate detail of their lives, build some rapport, show these people that you care and then, then you can start helping them. Uh, but, you know, you got to show people that you care before you start going for the kill.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, uh, we have a great download for you. If you go to clubwealth.com forward slash agentology. David, what do we have in the download today? You you prepared some stuff for everybody that uh, that got uploaded to the site there. So tell us what that is.
2: Yeah, every quarter we release our uh, air report. It's the agentology insights report. Um, we're managing so many leads on a monthly basis, new leads every month, you know, that, that we we have a tremendous amount of data and insights into these leads, the time of day they came in, the amount of attempts it takes to reach them, text versus calling, cadences that work, things like that. And then this is our way of giving back to the industry that we love to serve is to share that information with everybody free, um, because we feel the responsibility to give back. And so that's just for you guys to, to absorb. And there's a tremendous amount of insight in there. Um, and I, I hope you guys find value in it.
1: Love it. Awesome. So definitely jump on clubwealth.com forward slash agentology, download the free report. And also, uh, final, my final thought is simply, first of all, love all the information. David, thank you so much for joining us today. Great stuff. Uh, but also, as I'm thinking about this whole ISA thing, I'm thinking about the importance of constantly being in a mode of recruiting, right? Because you've got to recruit, hire, and train, and retain these people. And it's the hardest position to fill. I love a company called Wise Hire. We use Wise Hire all the time. Uh, this is a company that we've used for a very long time. We do use them for recruiting for all of the positions on our teams, whether it's ISAs or agents or administrative team members. Uh, so, and we get a deal there. So if you want, go to uh, uh, wisehire.com forward slash clubwell. Again, it's wisehire.com forward slash clubwell. Take a look at those guys. We love them to death and we know you will too. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks again for joining us. you're the reason why we do this. So keep it up. Keep joining us. And remember, at the end of the day, you are world class.